most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL week number four. I am your host, Chris Raybon. Joined as always by one of the top fantasy football rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Happy, happy week four. Um, I'm I'm coming off a pretty good week three where I went eight and four in player props. Uh, I, I feel like we have enough data now. I feel like my process is sound. Um, so I am ready to rock. How how was your week three? Uh it was it was a lot better on the early slate. I, I went, I think it was six, <laughs> one and one, and then lost every yeah. single bet on the late slate. Uh and then won the Niners thing because I got a good number, but uh, overall still still pretty happy with the way the season's gone. 30 and 10 uh, overall across all bets, props, spreads, totals. So uh, let's, but let's, uh, we got to get into this, this fantasy. I think our lineup cashed one of our lineups. I think it was the DraftKings one cashed for this. Yeah. Episode last week. No, I don't <laughs> think the, do we have out. Zay Jones in that one? I, I believe so. So yeah, yeah he carried <laughs> us. Good, uh, we had the Eagles D, team. the Eagles D, I think it's Zay oh. Jones. So yeah, that was, that was good uh no, so yeah, no injuries everybody played That's i believe nice. so yeah yeah so uh yeah for those new to the episode we're gonna uh, go through the uh thursday night dfs slate then we'll dive into the week four main slate and uh we'll build some lineups on the main slate for both DraftKings and FanDuel. if you heard sean and i talking player projections this week over on the action network podcast uh welcome back for even more good stuff and if you have not yet be sure to check that out it's our week four player projections episode, and it's over on the Action Network podcast channel. And before we jump into the Thursday night slate, I just want to announce the contest winner for this week is Denise Mill. Uh, thank you for the review, Denise. Uh, you can hit up podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim a free year of Action Pro. Again, that's Denise Mill, uh, podcast at actionnetwork.com. And if anyone out there listening, enjoys the podcast please leave us a uh, rating and review on apple it really helps the show and we pick our favorite one each week and you get a free year of action pro which comes with uh, our rankings projections sean's tears all that good stuff so uh, be sure to do that let's go and jump in to thursday night football all right so we got miami at cincinnati the Bengals are three and a half point favorites the total is 47 and a half Tua is questionable uh, with his ankle slash back injury, air quote, air quotes. Um, but uh, who do you like in the captain spot? Uh, so, you know, there's a ton of wide receiver options in this game with Chase, Higgins, Tyreek, Waddle. I'm going Joe Mixon here. Uh, I think he's sneaky. Um, you know, he hasn't found much success running the ball this year. He's been getting a lot of volume. Just hasn't been getting the yards, but so that that could change here. I think he's going to have a pretty big workload, but he has been seeing a lot more receiving work. Um, he had a 64% routes run rate last week, 21% target rate on the year. And the Dolphins just allowed 11 targets to Devin Singletary, five to James Cook. Uh, so this could be a spot where Mixon could get four more receptions, uh, 20 or more carries. Um, so this could be a potential high volume 
game where, you know, Mixon gets a touchdown or two and he kind of ruins the slate with everybody having receivers as, you know, they should attack receiver in the slot. So I think just for based on this game, Joe Mixon is probably my optimal captain play, but uh, you know, you can't go wrong with any of the receivers in this game. Hopefully it's Joe Mixon getting the pass catching work and not some, our boy Samaje P. Ryan. Well, he, he ate up that, the, the garbage time uh, on the ground and outproduced uh, Mixon with just a handful of carries, but uh, that, you know, that, that was more garbage time. I'm chalking it up to that. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Mixon just, for whatever reason, they just haven't had success against light boxes, which is odd because you, that's kind of what, most teams are going to have the most success against, but uh, I saw a statistic that I think they're last in, in per carry average against light boxes. So hopefully he's due for some regression uh, in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Jamar chase. Uh, love the matchup for him. Somewhat quiet game got bailed out by the touchdown last week against the jets, but Miami is a man coverage team. Cause they love to blitz and Jamar chase just wrecks man coverage in, in his career. I mean, he's just one of the best in the world, he's averaging uh, about three yards per route run against man in his career compared to 2.4 against zone, which is a wheat in itself. But uh, Miami tends to play more man than most. They're fifth in man coverage rate this season. So uh, expecting a big yardage game for Jamar Chase in this one. So he'll be my captain. Yeah, love that call. And just as always with the Bengals, like whenever they play a heavy man coverage team, that's Jamar Chase zone heavy. That's when we like to go T Higgins. T. Higgins, did you see those catches he was making? Last oh my week? god! Oh. Well, he's just getting beat up, man. I was worried. I thought he got his second concussion of the year. Uh, I mean, he is just a grinder, though. But he is playing through some pain. He's taking some shots. Uh, but luckily, he was able to come back into the game. Thank God it wasn't a concussion. But yeah, he's he's a man, all right. Like <laughs> he's a beast. Who you got for dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a you know a cornhole man myself. All right, so off the off the rip, I, I tweeted this to you a couple weeks ago. I said for this matchup, I, I called dibs on Alec Ingold. <laughs> so I'm taking him here. He's a dart throw. He's the fullback extraordinaire for this game. Long pass to the fullback. Got a nice block from the fullback. How many tackles can one man break? Oh, look at the fullback. Down the sideline. doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullbacks great again. And he's sort of playing the Kyle Juszczyk role in this Mike McDaniels scheme that he's taking over from him from the Niners. So, you know, Alec Ingold, he, he's averaging about 25% routes run a game, uh, eight, a healthy 18.5% target rate for a fullback with an eight out of 10.5. So he's, he's literally Kyle Juszczyk. So we could see a couple, you know, deeper receptions from him, maybe a vulture, goal line carry so i i love him here in this spot um of all fullbacks he's my favorite so far make fullbacks great again and then you know i think just sticking with the dolphins raheem mosert um is sneaky as well he sort of forced a 50 50 committee with chase edmonds um in both the running and passing game so he's a home run threat perfect for a showdown slate so love him um and then on the Bengals side we'll have to monitor um hayden hurst he's dealing with a growing injury that's why he was limited Yep. Last week, but the first two weeks, you know, I was all over Hurst heading into the season. Uh, he saw a massive usage rate uh, weeks one and two. He was running around 82% of Joe Burrow's drop back. So he's, he has that CJ Uzoma high ceiling, low floor kind of role. So he, he'd be a perfect kind of showdown slate option, but he's going to have to be closer to 100% 
for me to really trust him this week, but uh, he's, he's a sneaky dart throw as well. Yeah. It's been interesting. You know, most not only kind of getting a 50, 50 split in that uh, running game, but in that passing game too, which is surprising uh, yeah. just based on like his career usage in that aspect. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Trent Sherfield on the Dolphins. Uh, he ran around on 77% of the dropbacks last week. Now Cedric Wilson Jr. was active, but he only played a couple of snaps and that's why Sherfield uh, saw a spike, but it's still a short week and, and Wilson is dealing with a, a rib injury. So I, I still don't know if he gets a full workload and, you know, him and Sherfield had kind of been splitting snaps even before then, you know, the, the disparity wasn't too great between uh, him and the, the three and four receiver. It was Wilson was getting about 45% of the, uh, the routes per, per drop back and Sherfield was getting about 30. So more than most guys in that dart throw range are going to get. So uh, give me some Trent Sherfield for the Dolphins. And uh, on the on the Bengals side, I mean, it, it really is, it's hard to, to, to take anyone in, until we know the, until we know what's going to happen with, uh, with Hurst. But yeah, if, if he, if he's out, I would, I would go uh, Mitchell Wilcox. Uh, he was the guy that kind of spiked in, in usage last week with Hurst banged up, ran around on 31% of the dropbacks. Yeah. And it looks like uh, Waddle's dealing with the growing injury as well. Um, I, I bet he'll play, but it's a short week. So these injuries can, you know, really screw over, you know, a Thursday night game. But like if Waddle is ruled out, presumably, like who do you think would step up? I mean, it would have to be, you would think it would be uh, Wilson, but if he's not healthy, I mean, it's going to have to be Sherfield. And it, I guess they would use a, they already used their three elevations on River Creek. Oh, they did. So yeah. they would either have to sign him to the active roster. I did read a quote from the, from the, the coach, the offensive coordinator for Miami that said uh, they don't want to play Eric Izukianma. Yeah, he's solid. He's, he's obviously, you know, he's a rookie. Um, but what, what were they saying? They don't want to start him until when they're not going to, they don't want to play him. Like they, they don't want oh, to play him start, until, yeah. until he learns the offense or something. So yeah. I, I would think that it would either be like some random free agent or it would just be like Sherfield and, uh, Wilson, or they call up Craig, or they just sign Craig Kraft to the active roster. So that's something to monitor obviously, but I, from what it sounds like, it doesn't sound like the rookie is going to play, uh, either way. So yeah. I mean, things could always change, especially if their hand is forced, but uh, as of now, it doesn't look like it. So yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the uh, with Sherfield. And how about the uh, tight end situation? Who do you have projected for more points, Mike Kosicki or Durham Smythe? <laughs> I still got uh, Smythe, but it, it, the gaff is closing because uh, Smythe, <laughs> yeah. Smythe ran around on forty five percent of the dropbacks last week, uh, and Gasicki only thirty two. Now they did not have many dropbacks last week, so the sample is not mm. yeah, for the season. It's about fifty percent for Gasicki, thirty five percent for Smythe. So I, I have, that's pretty much how I have it projected out uh, this week. So, but Kasiki my tight end 28. So I'm not really, uh, yeah, I really expecting too much from him. Can't trust that guy anymore. Yeah. The, the fall has been massive. Although if, if Waddle is out, maybe he's a slot receiver. So, oh yeah, that that's true. If Waddle's out, maybe they do put Kasiki in his old role. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is something to monitor. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. 
For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, uh, let's jump over to the main slate and uh, let's start with... uh, what are some stack stacker stacks that you like for the main slate? So I have two stacks and they're actually from the same game. So I'm going Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown and throw in TJ Hawkinson. So I'm double stacking them. Um, you know, dating back to the last season, the Seahawks defense struggles against underneath passes and they're pretty good at limiting downfield throws. So this does set up perfectly for a St. Brown Hawkinson type of game. I don't know if we're going to see much DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds downfield throws, especially, you know, the lines are, four five point favorites so it could be a more conservative game plan um love the touch upside i mean they have the second highest team total um it could be pretty chalky but you know i like the idea of double stacking them um and then just going on the other side i have geno smith dk metcalf and tyler lockett uh might as well play all three of them uh again this is just a game i'm gonna have stacks you know on both sides just because of the high team total i think you know the, the target tree is pretty narrow right now for both teams um, so I think the Gino DK Tyler one is pretty sneaky. Um, they, they crushed it last week, should keep it going this week. So I, I, I like bull stacks this week. Yeah, you could always make some alt like derivatives with uh, like Colby Parkinson or, or one of the tight ends. Oh, yeah. All well, yeah. those tight ends are playing like like a lot. Uh, but yeah, or even have like a chart, you know, stack like, uh, you know, golf chart Hawkinson thing. If St. Brown's Reynolds, ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Reynolds. Well, too. Chark, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Chark yeah. or Reynolds. Right one of the downfield threats. I mean, because the Seahawks actually don't like this year, they don't really have corners. So like they could be vulnerable outside as well. I mean, I'm never going to knock a St. Brown like that's He's always in the top. Well, no, just if his ankle injury, if he's less than hundred percent, stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. Like I, I'm not just completely ignoring Chark and Reynolds, but you know, just having as many lions and Seahawks stacks as possible is probably the way to go here. Total of 50 is the, Let's see. What is that on the main slate? It is the it's yeah, it's tied with the yeah yeah second yeah. highest tied with the Browns Falcons for second highest. The Bills Ravens at fifty one and a half is the highest. Yeah. I like for the second straight week. Uh, I, I like uh, Mariota and Drake London uh, fifty six hundred uh, for Mariota sixty one hundred for London on DK. So uh, I think that's going to be a kind of a, a go to all year as long as their prices kind of stay in that mid range, and then. Uh, I also like Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman kind of for the reasons we talked about, like he is a more volatile guy now. And I think with Mark Andrews having the massive game last week and everyone looking at the bills and saying, Oh, they have no safeties. I think, you know, people are going to kind of spend up to to stack them with Andrews, but I I think you could get a hundred, you know, 150 yard game 
two touchdowns out of Bateman as well. So uh, like him, and he's still only 5,600 on DK. So it kind of offsets, you know, spending up for Lamar. And then on FanDuel, uh, I, I took a shot at some Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, 7,100 for Wilson, 6,800 for Sutton. You know, this Raider defense going through some injuries in the secondary right now. And, you know, I think people are going to overestimate a little, like this, Bron- like underestimate this Broncos offense coming off what I just thought was a really tough matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. And I think, you know, we saw them put up a lot of, uh, uh, you know, Wilson put up good numbers in week one against Seattle. And then they moved the ball in, in week two against Houston, just didn't get the points. Then they had a tough matchup, but that, that really depressed both of their prices compared to the usage. I mean, Sutton's out there pretty much every snap. Uh, he's getting air yards down the field. Wilson, we, I think we're going to see him start running a little more and going deep a little more. I think he might've lost some confidence, honestly, early in the season, but it looked like he kind of got it back on that last drive. So I'm expecting that to continue. I mean, the Raiders, man, how about the Raiders? They're just, it's like, they cannot catch a break. Like this team is the only team with three L's and now they might just be running into a Broncos team at the complete wrong time. Like a a Broncos team is just like, finally got their confidence swag back after that win. And, you know, they have a a game management coordinator now and like, oh man, tougher Raiders. So yeah, that's my stack. But yeah, I mean, I love the Mariota London call. I, I would just say that every week. Um, like I said, just watching London at USC, I was always thinking like Mike Evans and Keenan Allen combined. And geez, he looks exactly like that in the NFL. So that he's been amazing. And although I was I was bringing up Bateman as the guy who's low on, it was more just like Rayvon, how the hell are we projecting him right now? Yeah. I do agree with the upside. I, I would love to use him for our team. Like uh, so previewing our when we build our okay. lineup, I, I kind of like the Lamar Bateman stack. So we'll get to that. But I, I love that call. All right. Uh, who you got for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? So quarterback, uh, I already mentioned Geno Smith. Don't need to elaborate on him anymore. But at running back, I think Sonny Michelle might be kind of sneaky this week at Houston. Um, I mean, with Justin Herbert banged up, um, this is an easier matchup against the Texans. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Austin Eckler. They're, they're limiting him a ton in the running game. So this could be a game where they kind of unleash Sonny Michelle for 10 plus carries. Um, and he's sort of their goal line back right now. They haven't met, had many opportunities, but um, this could be a game where, you know, he sees 10 plus carries and maybe a touchdown or two. Uh, so he is a super cheap. He is the perfect sort of like punt play and GPPs where I think his roster ship will be 1% or something like that. So uh, I do like his upside in that range. Um, and then wide receiver, I mean, the dart throws are kind of obvious for Romeo Dobbs, Mac Collins, George Pickens, all the guys I've been kind of liking cheap. They all went off and they're still cheap. Um, so they, you know, they're kind of sneaky, but they might be highly rostered. So I think DJ Moore is sort of the dart throw in that 5.3K range. That's uh, <laughs> sad, right? Like he's a dart yeah. throw now. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, all the dart throws are kind of obvious down there. So I think in that range, DJ Moore is a dart throw. No one's going to be on him this week. Like I said, he's due for some massive catch percentage regression towards the positive. So like him. And then last but not least, I'll make this quick. Isaiah Likely, it might be time that we finally see a breakout game from him. Um, His routes run rate jumped back up to 47% last week. It's a small sample size, but he has carved up zone coverage. So he could go off against the Bills D this week. I mean, he has massive, massive upside. We haven't seen it quite yet, uh, but he's super cheap. And in GPPs, like you, you want to get on in on him before the blow up game. So I'll have some uh, likely shares again this week. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. He's got he's got to blow up sooner or later. It's, like we saw Josh Oliver catch the score. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. His his median is going to be one and a half catches in the meantime, but he just has a massive ceiling. So he's he's the ultimate dart throat tight end right now. Yeah, uh, I like you know Dobbs. Obviously, I think he like you said he's going to be the the obvious one. Another one I, I like is Devin Duvernay. Uh, he's been playing really well this year. I've been you know shocked at how well he's been playing. He's been making contested catches. Uh, he's another guy that's been having a lot of success against zone coverage, uh, really because Lamar has. So in this kind of game where the you know highest total on the board, uh, I think he deserves some love uh, this week. You know he he could be like he could be the guy. It could it might not be Bateman or Andrews. It might be Duvernay is the guy like you have to have. Like we've seen him score in a multitude of ways, contested catches. Uh, I think he got a return touchdown already this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, like like me some uh, Duvernay. Uh, another guy I'll mention is Alec Pierce. Uh, he came back last week and his, his routes runner, I think in the fifties, it wasn't like a, 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 as much as it was in week one, but he was coming off uh, a limited week in practice. But uh, I, you know, this Tennessee team, their corner, their outside corners, I think uh, are going to be shaky. And uh, I think you might see the rookie get, get deep on one. Uh, he had pretty good yards per route run last week. So, uh, and he, and he had an end zone target that he dropped in week one. So his overall numbers could have looked, could look a lot better, but he did have three catches for 61 last week, which is a 20 yard average. And that's kind of what we expected from him this year is just, you know, kind of catch the deep ball. So uh, I think he's another guy worth, uh, worth looking at. And, uh, and Nico Collins, uh, I think as long as Houston is like there, they, I think they had four receivers active last week. And so they're, they're yeah, like, we were wondering what was up with, uh, yeah, Chris Conley. <laughs> right. So they, they, yeah, they haven't like re-signed him to the active roster. So yeah. it's usually four receivers active, uh, the Chargers look like you're going to have uh, J.C. Jackson not at 100% or not even playing at all. And, you know, now you have no Bosa. So I think, you know, this Texans at home, I think they might have some success here throwing the football against this kind of banged up Charger defense. And uh, it, they, they'll have the ball more because, you know, the Charger offense is a little bit in disarray as well with Slater going down, Herbert not 100%, the running game can't get going. So, uh, you know, maybe this is a, a, a little bit of a shootout and uh, give me some Nico this week. Love it. I, I like the Duvernay call. And the, there's one thing that, that I've been waiting to see, but the Ravens could use him sort of in a Debo role, especially mm-hmm. with the running game kind of lacking. But um, he's been sneaky as a rusher in his career. Uh, you know, 11 carries for 120 yards. Um, last year, it seemed like they gave him a design run attempt like every game. Last week, they gave him two for minus two yards. But if if we start seeing him, get used like four or five design run attempts per game. That's when I'd be more bullish on him because he's been landing on the touchdown upside. But I've been kind of monitoring that. They're kind of stupid for not using him more as a runner, but uh, he does have that potential upside. Yeah. And like his routes per drop back last week went up to 66%. And I know he had, I think he had a uh, concussion or he got hit the week before. So, I mean, you could continue to see that growing. And this is a game, like you said, Yes, Baltimore could run more with J.K. Dobbins, but just having a total at 51, I mean, Buffalo tends to put a lot of stress on opposing mm-hmm. offenses to keep scoring. So I'm, I'm hoping that that just starts to even out and like the, the targets and the, and the routes start to match the production uh, because Demarcus Robinson took a, a big hit. I think he went from like fit over 50% down to third. What was it? Let's see. Yeah, way lower. I think that more two, percent, end, yeah. more two yeah. tight end sets this week or something. Yep. Yeah, I so, noticed that as well. Yeah, so Duvernay is kind of that clear uh, number yep. two. All right, uh, let's 
head over to DraftKings and build a lineup for the main slate. We got. Uh, well, I was just gonna throw him in there, uh, but Rashad Bateman. All right. Just because he has, like I said, he has massive, massive upside in his current role, especially going against the Bills. But I do think he has a low floor, so I think he's like the perfect GPP play this week. All right. Well, then I'm gonna have to spend up to stack him with Lamar. Uh, I, I think that uh, if Bateman goes off, we're gonna have to get we're gonna get like a Lamar passing plus rushing game as we've been getting. This yeah. Year. So uh, going with Lamar at 83, we got Bateman at 56. Uh, that leaves us with 51-57 average for the other seven. Do you think that's going to be fairly contrarian, like a uh, Bateman? Uh, I think. It, I mean, I think it's hard to say. I, I think Bateman will have a fair amount of of roster ship, but uh, yeah. I think it'll still be Andrews as the top stat. And uh, man, I think he's going to be chalky, but I'm going to go with uh, Jamal Williams. I just think. He just has a massive, massive floor ceiling combo this week. So at, at this price, I mean, so be it. So what if he's chalky? We'll have to get contrarian elsewhere, but got to jam him in there this week. All right. Jamal Williams at 6,100. All right. I'll choose a defense just to, so we have, have an idea of what we are going to spend. Um, I am going to go with the G-Men. 3,100. You know, like it's, it's just they have a chance to like allow single digit points. And uh, when Justin Fields has thrown, he's been like the most turnover prone quarterback in the league. So uh, I think the giants, you know, you're going to get either the points, the turnovers, you might get both. Yeah. And remember wink likes to blitz. So blitzing against a young quarterback like that, I think some good things could happen. All right. So we got, uh, so the giants are 3,100. So now we know we got 5380 average for a running back, two wide receivers, tight end flex. All right. Well, Damn. Well, uh, I'm going to go with Dobbs again. Might be chalky. I don't care. He's too cheap. Massive ceiling. We're going Dobbs. Probably have to get contrarian somewhere. That's my bad. Let's go with Damian Pierce, 5,600. Nice. So we're getting a discount because, you know, he's he is more of like a FanDuel guy, but he did have two catches yeah. last week, his first multi-catch game. And uh, again, I just think in this Chargers game, uh, the Texans offense could have more success than people think. He has been dominating rush attempts since week one when I had over 11 and a half rush <laughs> attempts. Are you kidding me? And you finished with 11 because Rex Burke, it was the Rex Burkhead yeah, show. Yeah. Oh God. It's been tilting ever since then, but yeah, I love that call. Um, now we got all right, well, 5,600 average. Screw it. Life's too short. Let's go with Isaiah likely here. I would, I would hate to not use him this week and have him go off again. I'm projecting him for just under two receptions, but he's playing close to 50% of the snaps. I, this is going to be a shootout against the Bills. They play a ton of zone. Uh, go look at his zone man splits. Obviously, it's a small sample size, but this could be it. This could finally be the week, and I promise if it's not, I won't use him next week. <laughs> hey, if but next week, is, if you miss on him this week, I, you got to use him next week because that's – Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I got to stick with my week <laughs> yeah. early thing, but I, I technically <laughs> did use him like week one, so I, I skipped him last two weeks. So I'm back on. I'm back on. This is it. All right. Uh, so now we have now we have seven seventy fifty to for a wide receiver and a flex. So now we actually have some salary to play around with. So uh, let's go with Gabe Davis, the oh yeah, the, our guy Gabe Davis. Yes. We got, and we got the Ravens stack. So we got Lamar, Likely, oh. Bateman. Now we're throwing Davis in here, buying low sixty six hundred, and that leaves you with seventy five hundred for a flex. So you're in good good a good spot. Love it, love it, love it. Let's not screw up, screw it up here. So we have 
AJ Brown, Michael Pittman. Ooh, I, I, either one of those is amazing. Um, and then running back, it's just we got Aaron Jones. That's it. And then, you know, we would leave a thousand on the table if we were to go with anybody below him. I like AJ. Let's see. What what uh what does Jacksonville do on defense? They have been they've been super well, zone heavy, so that's a little more Devontae Smith-ish. Pittman would be interesting because I mean, Tennessee, they're still struggling with their their corners, right? Yeah, they've allowed a 100-yard game to a wide receiver in all three games, right? I'm just kind of going off my yeah. ayahuasca. But they, oh, but, but <laughs> they did kind of hold Adams. Well, no, nah, oh. that's hmm, – they did hold – it was more like they let the, the other guy go, like the, the guy, you know, like they might let well, Alec Pierce go off and, and like well, triple team. Yeah, yeah, it was a Matt Collins game. We knew that was coming. But it was Diggs. They, they knew Diggs. <laughs> they knew it was a Diggs game, and they couldn't stop him. Um, either way it's man it's Michael Pittman though whenever you can get him I I don't think his roster ship is going to be too high this week right like he's still somewhat under the radar yeah it's I mean it's your call I like all of them like AJ I like Pittman I like uh even Andrews I mean if we want to triple stack Lamar no 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 that's that's crazy (laughs) that's crazy talk um damn this is tough I'm gonna go with AJ Brown though uh yeah, just the, the Jags – well, the Jags run and pass defense has been good, but this could be a, a big A.J. Brown game, so let's go with him. I mean, every game seems to be a big A.J. Brown game. Exactly, and every game is a big Pittman game, but uh, just yeah. – I, I like Brown's upside a little bit more this week. All right, so that's it. We got uh, Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, 8,300 at home against Buffalo, and then we have him stacked with Rashad Bateman at receiver at 5,600. And Isaiah Likely at tight end at 2,700. Our running backs are Jamal Williams, 6,100 at home against the Seahawks. Damian Pierce, 5,600 at home against the Chargers. Uh, Our other two wide receivers, our other three wide receivers, because we got one in the flex, are A.J. Brown, 7,400. Gabe Davis, 6,600. Romeo Dobbs, 4,500. Our defense is the Giants going against the Bears as a home favorite. So that... uh, it all depends on this Ravens game being a shootout, which I have a, a good, <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty good feeling about it. Um, let's jump to Fanduel now. I will start us off here. Oh, Saquon is is cheaper than Eckler on Fanduel. Wow. Yeah, let's go. Mm. With, let's start it off with Saquon, eighty one hundred. There uh, you home, go. Home favorite against the Bears. You know, maybe getting a little discount for the Monday night. Oh yeah. You know, coming the pricing coming out because yeah, Eckler is it, Henry Eckler Chubb. In a, not just McCaffrey and Taylor, but like three other guys that we don't have ranked higher than Barkley or, or priced higher than him. So yeah, we'll start with him. I like it. Um, and I'll start off with the defense. And I hate to do this, but we're using the Giants again just to at least correlate with Barkley. Um, and they're my top streaming option this week. Um, even though the Bears don't throw the ball much, Fields has still been providing plenty of interceptions yeah. and sacks. So love the uh the giants this week and then just love pairing them with barkley here all right uh let's go to wide receiver let's see where we got so drake london 6300 on Fanduel. uh that's too cheap let's go drake london <laughs> it's got to be over 7k at this point yeah he's too good all right so that's uh got barkley got london we got the giants d average of 68 a little over 6800 for the quarterback running back two wide receivers tight end flex um let's see should we stack him with Mariota Mariota's he's priced 
appropriately, I think. I think Geno's probably the uh, best value on FanDuel. Um, but I do like Mariota. Do you think – what do you think about Kyle Pitts this week? Oh, like a double stack? Like it, um, yeah, I mean, I'm in top five. Uh, 6,100. He's priced. No, I mean just Mariota, London stack, and Pitts is the odd man out this week. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah, let's yeah. let's go with that. Yeah, 7,300 is still cheap for a quarterback on on fan. Yeah, and I think we'll see more of that rushing upside. He had what four rushing yards last week. That that'll be his season low until Ritter potentially takes over. But I, I I'm with you there. I think Mariota is going to have a big game this week. CD Lamb is only 6,800. That is. <laughs> that's the Monday night pricing. We are going with CD Lamb against this Washington uh, team that just got destroyed by Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. So yeah, CD Lamb 6,800. Yep. Plus dropping that um, 50 yard touchdown or whatever kind of right. helped yeah. uh, this week. Uh, okay, love that. I was thinking about a wild dart throw at tight end. I wanted to get your thoughts on it before I pull the trigger here. But uh, what do you think about Hunter Henry? at 4600 nah, with nah. Brian Hoyer you can't get there nah because like oh, it is it's, if it was if it was Mac Jones but like now it's like yeah, their passing no projection is and Myers could be back like there's just no there's just not enough touchdown and he needs a touchdown so nah I like exactly, I get the exactly. thing I like the thinking because he is a touchdown guy he's super cheap but, right, but there's no touchdown yeah to go there's around. no touchdown that's why, <laughs> yeah that's why he's he's popping just based on his price and I can like think of a scenario where he hits but i agree there's just too many uh good options above him so i'm gonna go with my appropriate sleeper pick here with tanyan because he does have touch on upside yes, here absolutely. and the needle's pointing up so we we'll have to go to uh big brain here let's just go with tanyan yeah i like that uh so we got 74 33 for a running back wide receiver flex so uh and tanyan's like the perfect guy right yeah exactly <laughs> and he has he hasn't scored yet so we got some uh yeah positive regression coming yeah let's go with Najee uh, against the Jets home favorite had 10 days off to kind of recover I know he nice. was dealing with something um but he's 7k FanDuel guy should should be able to get into the end zone in this kind of game I don't think they're gonna have to throw it a ton so they could be salting away the clock and he could get his first uh 20 yep. carry game he's only top I think he's topped out yeah topped out at 15 so far this year so yeah let's go Najee at 7k love that call what you think about uh Warren though he had some pop. I love Warren I've been I've been talking about Warren I got I, yeah. I was like yeah he's gonna beat out snow like it was like once yeah. I saw him in the preseason it was he's a he good player that, he had that fumble but I, I think he was forgiven for that they, they ended up you know recovering their own fumble but he had uh what a long pass play too yeah. that was called it, back yeah it was called back yeah he's uh yeah. He's, he's I mean they should probably just go like one, two punch and just work him into the offense a little yep. bit more because yeah, that obviously he's struggling throwing the ball. Yeah. I love the, the Najee play there. Um, 76 50. So you can spend as much as you want. Wide receiver flex. Yeah. So I went with AJ Brown with the DK team. I'm going to go with uh, Michael Pittman here. He's 7,500. So now we got 7,800 for a flex. Let's see. Let's just go with Christian Kirk here. He's been, He's got, I think he's got enough touchdown upside. What does he get? He's got three on the season. So, I mean, yeah. That's I, what do you think about uh, Trevor Lawrence so far? I like what I'm seeing. I mean, this is going to yeah. be a tough matchup. Uh, just to, you know, you got the corners, you got the defensive line to get this after. This is an amazing it. matchup. Like, yeah. we're going to get to see how good both these teams are. Right. But I mean, we, I think we know how good the Eagles are. Like, Jalen, Jalen Hurts, regardless yeah. of, like, <laughs> he's kind of doing it. He's showing, and Devontae Smith, my goodness. 
Um, but yeah, uh, looking forward to this game. But uh, yeah, let's go, Kirk. Hopefully, we get some like comeback game script. And yeah, I think this is going to be the, a game where it's going to be a little bit hard to get the ball to Zay Jones and to Marvin Jones on the outside. So mm-hmm. uh, Christian Kirk, maybe he gets his fourth touchdown of the season in this one. It keeps the 1.0 average going. So yeah, let's go, Kirk. Only leaving 200 on the table, but that's fine. Uh, so we got Mariota 7,300 against Cleveland. We got him stacked with Drake London at 6,300 uh, against Cleveland. Then we got Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris at running back at 8,107K. Our other wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb at 6,800, Michael Pittman 7,500, uh, and Christian Kirk 7,600. Got Tunyon at tight end at 49. And then the Giants D at 4,300 going against the Justin Fields led Chicago Bears and stacked with Saquon. So we got some positive correlation. I like it. Yep. Yep. Uh, that is going to do it for our week four fantasy preview on the fantasy flex. Uh, be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for our up-to-date player projections and rankings. And for more great content, be sure to check out that player projections episode over on the Action Network podcast channel. Uh, that's where we go through our, our fantasy top five and we uh, we set a prop that's, that's going to be important for each position for the week and go over under on that. And we talk about guys we're high and low on. So uh, if anything, they'll just give you more uh, DFS plays and uh, be sure to also check out our night shift episode, which will be on this channel every Friday. That's when we break down the Sunday night and Monday night football DFS slates. Of course, you can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker and me at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Till next time, let's get this money.